Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎各位再度来到 Angie 英文。我是 Angela. We have a great episode for you today with my new friend Spencer, who's known around the Taiwanese community as Spencer Hudson. 没错，你没听错。今天呢，我们再度邀请到了去年介绍过的乌恰恰自然食这间纯素餐厅老板娘她的先生 Spencer 到节目来跟大家继续聊。My guest today is co-founder of Uchacha Restaurants. He is a restauranteur, language lover, history lover, board game and storytelling lover, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my new friend Spencer. Hi, how you doing? Boom! I'm a fist pound kind of guy. What's up? I didn't know you're from San Diego. I am born and raised.、Uh, I went to school at UCLA, but I grew up in San Diego. I feel very happy now. And it <laughs> turns out we were surfing in the same spots. Yep, yep. We used to surf the same places in Pacific Beach, PB. So. Very very cool. Well, Spencer, thank you for making some time out of your crazy life right now. Yeah, it's been interesting. It's it's been a whirlwind. We had your your business partner and your wife, the wonderful Mai Bach, on the show a few months ago. Yeah, and so thanks for for coming in as well and and joining Ng Ingwen. So could you give a little introduction about yourself? So I own well, my wife and I own. Two restaurants called Uchacha in Taipei City. They're both down Huping. One's a little space that we opened at Guting a little over eight years ago, and the other one is around Technology Building.、Um, and that space has all sorts of board games and a Switch. Even though I I take that home and play it all the time. And we are in the process right now of opening up a new space in Shinju, and possibly at the end of the year opening up in Banqiao. You guys are on a journey. Uchacha, yeah, and multiple locations, and then looking to expand to Shinju right now in Banqiao. Let's see, 2022. Our motto is all in, all in. Let's just go for it. Burn the boats at the shore. <laughs> exactly. I love it. That's great. Well, congratulations. I know this has been a whirlwind already going through COVID、yep. as a restaurant owner. Yep, it's been awful. It's been awful, but I see some light hopefully at the end of the tunnel, and I know you got some exciting things planned for the new location. So we'll dive into all of that, plus your wonderful language journey. Yep, yep, that's been great as well. Actually, Chinese was one of my majors,、um, and you know it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> He's a humble man, but yeah, you were just telling me off air a, a really fun story about how you and your wife Mai decided to basically come back to Taiwan and and、yep. and start again. Yep, and actually,、uh, at the end of that journey,、uh, we were going to buy a kindergarten, and that was actually the start of our business journey. Which, by the way, buying kindergarten is completely illegal for expats, and that's why that, you know, <laughs> went down in flames. Fun fact: can't、yeah. buy a kindergarten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and that makes sense because I think even being a foreign kindergarten teacher is a little gray right now, too, right? Yeah, you can't. However,、mm-hmm. that might be changing in the next year or two as Taiwan tries to get the、uh, English as a second right, language. Yeah, the twenty thirty incentive.、Mm. Very cool. Well, where should we start today on our wonderful journey? I want to say what really was, yeah, the inspiration to to go into kind of the healthy eating, the the vegan, full on vegan restaurant in Taipei. That actually started as a personal journey for my wife,、um, and she really enjoyed cooking, so she was always experimenting with those things. So, really, it started as a business journey. I mean that. 
that journey, the healthy journey, was my wife's journey. And that really started in China, where she's been on and off vegan for a long time. She has been vegan now since for the last 10 years. But in China, she was trying not to eat meat. And that meant we were eating basically noodles. And her hair started falling out. And yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I think she actually shared that. Yes. Yeah, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, when we got back, got a Vitamix and started making these vegetable smoothies. And like I said, we tried to buy a school that we were working at. We were very passionate about it. In retrospect, I think I was more passionate about doing holidays and telling stories to kids. I like telling stories to kids. I actually have uh, – we do a lot of games and RPG days at, at Uchacha, so that's that's part of that. Nice. Yeah. So we started selling these vegetable smoothies. And at the time, it wasn't really done in Taipei. So when everything went down in flames over the kindergarten, we thought, let's go home. Or let's start a business. We saved some money for this. So we tried to open a business. We got two friends to quit their jobs, join us. Uh, and you know what? It was actually pretty successful, pretty much not right off the bat. In retrospect, it feels like right off the bat. During it, it didn't feel like it. But by month four or five, started picking up. The rest is history. Yeah. And, you know, it is so funny to look back on that journey because I know there was, I'm sure, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of, a I mean, lot of stress. There still are. Yeah. There still are. <laughs> yeah. You came in here hot off a, a whirlwind of emotion. And I can only imagine all the things you are dealing with on, you know, with government, with permits, with, yep. you know, with customers, yeah, you know, yep. with staff. Oh my goodness. The list yeah, goes on. God. <laughs> Feeling right now. I really want to keep playing the lottery because I could use some money. <laughs> I love that. Speaking of playing, though, I, I love that you guys are doing a, a game night and RPG. I think that would be something, a, a good little vocabulary word. Can you explain what that is? Uh, it's a role-playing game. Uh, a lot of people are familiar with it in Taiwan because of video games. Mm -hmm. You get a lot of uh, RPGs on people's phones and computer games, but you can also play, uh, it's called Tabletop. Uh, on a table with, uh, and it could have pieces. It could have no pieces. It could just be theater of the mind. Uh, tell a story, play a character. And we actually do get a lot of Taiwanese students that are interested in coming in. Some of them practicing their English as they, as they play. Yeah. I, I love that. And it's, it's, it's so cool. It's kind of creating a, a unintentional language exchange there. And we can save that for later in the episode. But I, I love that you guys are creating, you know, just a safe space for foreigners and Taiwanese to come together. And, and share in the beauty of games and storytelling, which yeah, I know you yeah. love so much. It's a blast. Very cool, man. So thinking about the restaurants now, surviving, hopefully surviving COVID, yeah. seeing a little bit more on the other side, can you share about now what's going to happen with the restaurants out in Shinju and Banqiao? Uh, well, at Shinju, we are opening up in what was used to be a Japanese police office. Um, it's a... A house made completely of cedar wood. Um, it's right in the parking lot next to the TRA train station. And fortunately, we got the opportunity from the Shinju Cultural Bureau to take the space, uh, build it out. And we're going to turn it into a full-service restaurant, table service, and late-night bar called Shinjuku. Shinjuku. Yes. What's that? The ku would be... It's like cave hideout. Okay. Right. But Ooh, we were trying to get a play sexy. on words, you know, Shinjuku, yeah. like the Japanese district, Shinju, Shinjuku. I love it. You guys do seem to love plays on words. I believe your your wife's Instagram is like, eat my lemongrass. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah. And that's, it's cute. It, it creates a brand. That's what we're going for. Uh, the Bunch House space is still in the works. There's still, let's say it should happen. Mm. 
but that space also would be uh if you look at Bunchow, it's developed a lot um and regardless of whether we do this or not the area definitely is going to get it's a really good time to go in now almost all trends in taiwan tend to i shouldn't say all trends a lot of trends uh come actually from california but it's, hey. but but it's always you know a year two three years after right right yeah so if you can get that timing right and I think actually our Guting space was hit that timing perfectly on accident um, that Banchao is in the same situation yeah man very very interesting stuff but thinking about then you are doing a soft opening and an official opening of of the Shinju spot. Is that correct? Yeah. So March 12th, we'll do our soft open. Um, we're still hiring right now. So if anybody hey. wants a job in Shinju, and that's where we're going to test out all the recipes. Uh, Shinjuku will be totally different from Uchacha. Um, Uchacha is our, our health brand. It's intended um, for you to go there and eat every day. Obviously, you know, affordability is, is, is always an issue in Taiwan. We try to be as accessible as possible. Uh, Shinju is more of a leisure, you know, take your date there, have a meeting there, go in for a drink. So we over there, we're not going for health. We will have a deep fryer, whereas that's a no-no at Ushacha. Um, and it's Asian fusion. So totally new menu. Awesome, man. Yeah. Right around the corner, official opening in Shinju is the 26th. So if you get out there to visit some family or want to get a little quick train ride the restaurant's right by the train station very convenient cool man well yep. i wish you guys nothing but success with that Fingers glad you crossed. got a, glad you got a deep fryer in there now <laughs> i'll come in for some fries and, and a beer yeah and very very cool 节目上班在这里啊现在刚才来宾说他跟太太两个今年目标呢，就是要go all in, burn the boats, burn the boats. 好啦再跟大家讲下段之前呢 或是哪天你突然决定跟20年前的对象结婚,就也可以用whirlwind来形容。另外像如果说某个知名人物旋风来台,这种短暂快速的拜访,也跟这个字有关,一般会说a whirlwind visit. 
a whirlwind visit. 好，这么多例子，相信大家现在已经可以活用这个单字了吧？哈，那我们就赶快进入下个部分。接着，来宾跟大家分享到，他们其实一开始不是要开餐厅，而是开幼儿园，但是因为法律规定外国人无法，所以只好作罢。那既然不行做幼稚园，要么就是想想其他出路，要么就回美国嘛，对不对？总不能永远卡住。所以最后，他们想说，反正之前为了幼儿园就已经有存了一笔钱，不然来做吃的好了。因为他的老板娘太太，也就是我们之前的来宾麦，好，本来就很喜欢下厨做各种全素料理，何乐而不为呢？对不对？所以最后就决定留下来，跟另外两位朋友一起合伙开了乌恰恰，把他美味的私房料理跟台湾的朋友们分享。来，这边刚才有一个片语一直出现，赶快来跟大家练习一下。In retrospect, in retrospect, 好，它可以理解成现在回头想想、回头看的意思。像刚刚来宾说，当时开店的时候啊，感觉有点有点惨，生意不是很好。但现在回想起来，好像也没有多糟，几个月就有起色了。好 ，in retrospect 这个字，待会它在下半段也会一直用到，所以大家可以继续熟悉一下。啊，另外这个 RPG 有玩手游的或是打爱打游戏的听众朋友应该都不陌生了。好，就是 role playing game 角色扮演的游戏。有兴趣的话呢，改天去他们餐厅的游戏之夜，跟其他客人一起大玩一场，顺便练英文哦。那如果你刚好是新竹的听众朋友，他们新竹分店预计在3月12号办试营运， 2 6号呢会正式开幕。而且会是走一个跟健康饮食完全不同的路线的，不管是小桌还是你要去约会都很适合，所以大家敬请期待。注意哦，这个试营运，我们说 soft opening， soft opening， 好软那个 soft， 那正式开幕才会是 grand opening。好啦，那这段内容就先在这里告一段落，我们继续听下半段的分享吧。Do you mind if we switch gears though a little bit to kind of the story of Spencer? Sure. I hate talking about myself, though. That's a that's a good sign. That's a sign of a, a humble man, and I appreciate those things because all I do is talk about myself here. <laughs> but, but I would love to hear a little bit about your story with Taiwan and how Mandarin Chinese became your major in college, your second major in college. I was taking economics, and funny thing was actually I I, I messaged、uh, one of my economics teachers back in high school and tell him, "Hey, I'm I'm." Choosing it as my major, and he replied to me, "Why you don't like economics?" <laughs> and in retrospect, God, I wish I'd listened to him. So I'll get this out of the way: economics is useless.、Uh, oh man, I basically my CEO is going to have some words. He's he's actually teaching now a, an economics high school class too. I mean, the base economics for like you know micro macro that's useful. It's good to know, but as soon as you get past that, I mean, economics is about Uh, modeling efficiency, and I, I don't know if you know you know this or not, but people are not efficient, and there are different levels in、uh, everything from business to government to your house, where everyone has their own interests. So every single economic model is inaccurate. You can look at it in a very zoomed out perspective, which is, but it's only useful in a zoomed out perspective, you know. So anyway, I took it because UCLA does not have a business degree.、Mm-hmm. And、um, in retrospect, again, I realized, you know what? They were right, because you need context. If you have not worked in a business, you need experience. Right, you need experience in order to go back and then you know plug that in. It's it's way more useful. But you know, UCLA is 
you know, I love, I love my alma mater, but it's one failing was they don't ex- like, nobody explains that to you. Obviously they don't want to turn you off of their majors, but really, you know, you should have a breakdown. I had so many people telling me, Oh, that's great for business. No, it's not. It's not useful at all. The only useful classes were micro macro. And, um, I had some management courses, some accounting courses. I mean, it's, it's useful for reading balance sheets and creating them. Right. <laughs> I love that you even remember your classes from, from college though. <laughs> Shout out to you. For yeah. Either. That was a good 16 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember the useful classes and then I remember the rest of them in like a blur of uselessness. Yes. That was my experience at San Diego state. <laughs> <laughs> I remember following one of my economics professors as I such a, they were all kooks. And it's a great word there, kooks in the he, surf community. He's walking, I'm following him, and he's obviously super high. <laughs> Guy in his like 60s with a fro and, you know, these giant glasses so you couldn't see his red eyes. And the guy just starts wading into the bushes. And I'm going, what is going on? I mean, this guy was advocating the gold standard. He was already like out there. Wow. But, you know, anyway. Where did Chinese come in then? <laughs> I realized very quickly, wow, this is not very useful. It is not business. So in a moment of clarity, I took Japanese and Chinese Ooh. and basically decided, you know, which one of these do I want to take to be my second major? Because economics is a short major. Because I figure, you know, if I'm going to take something useless, I'll take something super useful. I can, you know, talk to 100 million to a billion people if I know the language. And Japanese was way too hard. So I chose Chinese. Chinese being easier. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Chinese is really time intensive, but Japanese may be easier for Chinese speakers, but for English speakers, the grammar is just alien. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There was no way I was going to wrap my head around it. I mean, I would get so confused in class. I remember that semester being or quarter being the worst because if I got confused, turned around in Japanese, I would then respond in Spanish. I was so confused. Wow. You know, I'd be like, English, Chinese, Japanese, you know, wires crossed. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's incredible. And to think then you found Mandarin more accessible. You became so interested in language and the history of essentially the continent. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the Chinese major, you have to take all of the Chinese lit classes and the ancient Chinese and history. Um, but the reason why I came to Taiwan was because I went and got a language partner because there's a whole uh, foreign, I forget what it's called, but there's a department for foreign students. Um, got hooked up with uh, a Taiwanese friend, my first Taiwanese friend, Crystal, actually. Hey, still shout here, out to Crystal. If she's ever, <laughs> if she's listening to this. And we met on and off for a couple of years language exchanging. Like online for that? No, in person. Oh, wow. Yeah, two or three times a week. Oh, so she was in California at that time? Yeah, she was in LA. Got it. Um, I definitely did not use it to its full potential at all. I I mean, my reading and writing was okay. My speaking, listening, awful. But anyway, I went to China for eight weeks and was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And then thought, you know what? I'll stop into Taiwan first. I'll say hi to my language partners and we'll go there. And uh, I dragged Maya with me. We went into the hostel and this guy looked at us and said, hey, I'm leaving my job. You want my job? I think there's two openings. And we said, all right, we'll stay a year. Whoa. (laughs) So in five minutes, we got a job and we're just like, all right, I guess we'll hang around for a semester or two and then go to China. Wow. That is such a pure story. I I love that. You popped into Taiwan to meet up and say hi to your language partner. Yep. 
and the rest is history. <laughs> yep. And, and we had absolutely no plans and very little <laughs> money. Yeah. Well, do you remember any tips and advice along that journey that really helped you kind of solidify your Mandarin now? Uh, in Mandarin, uh, you didn't actively study. Uh, you know, I spent hours and hours and hours and hours studying Chinese. Most of the time, I was not like actively practicing it. Mm. You need to be engaged. Mm -hmm. You can't just, you know, turn on a Chinese television show and kind of let it blare in the background. You can't just listen to Chinese on your phone. It really, the best way to learn is to talk to people. Yeah. You got to have the input output right there, guys. Yeah. And if you're not and you're studying on your own, then you need to be thinking mm -hmm. and engaged mm -hmm. and have an IV of coffee hooked up to your to your arm. <laughs> yeah, you know, get the phone in Chinese. You got to be thinking your thoughts in Chinese. I used to talk to myself in Chinese and like get mad at myself in Chinese. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the nice thing now we didn't have back back when I was in college back in the day. Back in the day, um, I'm I'm right there with you. <laughs> you can talk to Siri and there's programs on your phone. Like there's there's stuff you can talk to and get some engagement and they don't even have to be real people. I mean, it's crazy. Couldn't agree more, guys. There's so many useful tools out there to be getting that, you know, that speaking and listening engagement. And then, of course, reading and writing. You're getting the full package there. Yep, yep. I mean, the best thing you can do is go out and uh, get yourself a Chinese-speaking husband or wife. <laughs> yes, that's what all my Taiwanese friends suggest. <laughs> yeah. I did not do that, so my Chinese is not great. Yeah, yeah. And I love that because at the technology building location, you guys are doing your game nights, and that's already creating a language exchange environment for just for having fun because that's another thing having fun trying language is right. a huge thing too thinking about it any time where you're thinking in chinese is definitely you know like now when i go talk people my mind is pretty much blank and that works all right he's a busy man <laughs> but if you if you are having to really engage uh now our, our nights won't be that much in chinese but we had a lot of chinese speakers you really have to think creatively uh, to solve problems, particularly for the RPG nights, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of puzzle solving. Uh, I do have friends that are very interested in RPGs and board games. So I organize regular board game, kind of just our table, but it's open if anybody wants to, mm -hmm. and they can send me a message. Uh, but we will continue doing the RPG days. They will be intermittent. We have a uh, meetup group with a lot of followers. There's also a really good uh, meetup group for, for board games. Uh, I think it's called um, Taipei Board Gamers. I'm pretty sure that that's what it's called. And I have a few friends that review games, and I know board game manufacturers. So the community is all very uh, tight-knit. My friend Jay does a, a, a blog and a podcast about board games as well called... Um, okay. I'll have to get him on the show. East... Oh God, he's gonna kill me! Board gaming East, East means West. I can't, remember. I can't That's remember. All right. Shout out to Jay and Board Games <laughs> Podcast. We'll we'll figure it out. Don't worry. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you get together. We're we're gonna do the RPGs. Uh, I think not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday. I have a few friends that are willing to keep helping help it keep going. Nice. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Creating that language exchange while having fun playing some board games. Good vibe, Spencer. All right, my man. Well, thank you so much for joining us on NG Ingwen. My pleasure. It's been a pleasure to hear more about your life and your story, and I wish you nothing but success. Where can people find the restaurants? Where can they find maybe more about your life online? Online? Well, you can just look at uchacha.com um, or you know Facebook, uchacha, or Instagram, uchacha. All of those things are connected. Shinjuku will have its page launched pretty soon. 
Um, and you know, our businesses are our life. I have no personal life. So <laughs> I have, go. I have written an RPG. You can look for that online. What? It's called The Fire Burns Low. So, um, and I haven't, I haven't published the new version, but it, it will be out soon. Okay. You are a storyteller. I can see for sure then. Do my best. Very cool. All right, Spencer, thanks for joining us on NG Yingwen, and we'll talk to you next time. All right. 下半段这里呢，来宾提到他本来在 UCLA 加州大学洛杉矶分校的主修是 economics 经济学，但后来发现学来学去只有那些什么个体经济学啊，呃，总体经济学 macro micro 比较有用而已，其他的说实在都没什么用。加上 UCLA 的学士学位没有上课，顶多也就是让他修了会计跟管理。除非是要念研究所哈，但是要进他们的研究所，你也要有你相关背景啊，或是工作经验，不然也是诶被撂岗。所以最后决定去学一些比较有用的外语，想说学会了至少还可以比较实用一点。<笑>一开始是学日语啦，没想到后来发现诶有点太难，<笑>所以最后改学中文，也才激发了他到中国旅游实际演练的动力。好，那只是在去中国之前，有趣的事情发生了。本来想说，哎，可以先来台湾看看他之前配到的那个语言交换伙伴，好了，跟他跟他见面一下。原本只是想来待一下而已，结果没想到在入住旅店的时候呢，好巧不巧就莫名其妙得到一个工作机会。所以跟太太两个就想说，哎，不然在台湾先住看看，再去中国吧，反正都有工作了，哦，对不对？哦，也是幸好当年他们有留下来跟台湾结了缘啊，才让我们今天有机会吃到他们家的熟食。这里刚才他用来形容大学经济学教授的字 cook， 好，不是我们讲那个 c o o k 那个出煮做饭的人哦，是 k o o k 有怪人的意思。好，虽然说是怪人啦，但他其实也算是冲浪世界里常见的用法。好，一般用来形容不懂冲浪文化、不懂规矩的浪人。那除了这个字以外呢，他在前面提到啊，因为因为那个日文太难，对他来说文法根本就是 alien， 对不对？好，这个 alien， 听众朋友，你们有抓到他的意思吗？他这边表达的是陌生的意思，不是一般我们常用的外星人的用法哦。好，他说日文文法一整个 alien， 一整个太陌生，完全不懂，摸不着头绪，所以改学中文。那这个摸不着头绪的英文可以说 I can't wrap my head around it。I can't wrap my head around it. 好，就是它也是一个很实用的片语，大家多多练几次，把它学起来。是说，不管你是学日文啦，学中文，学英文，还是学任何一个语言，都一定需要我们大量的听，大量的说，才会有所进步嘛，对不对？不是光读光写就够的。大家可以像他们说的一样，找语言交换啦，找男女朋友，好，或是呢，就直接杀到他们餐厅的游戏之夜现场，就直接桌游口述窝练起来。好，你不要看是玩游戏哦，这也会是一个非常有用的学习方式。好啦，希望大家都有从今天的内容学到一些东西。有兴趣的话呢，明天就去古亭五巧下吃一顿健康的，顺便也了解一下他们桌游的时间日期吧。All right, bye everyone. See ya. Peace. All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram. YouTube and now Spotify. You can search "ng ingwen" or you can search on IG "ng English I C R T." And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from 6:30 to 7, and Wednesday night from 9 to 
We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye. 好啦，今天的节目就到这边告一段落啦。感谢各位的收听，别忘了订阅我们的 Spotify 还有 YouTube 频道哦。那喜欢我们节目的话，也要记得到 Instagram 到 IG 上追踪我们哦。如果各位有什么其他问题是想要问来宾的，也请欢迎在底下留言告诉我们，我们一定会想办法帮你问到手。好啦，那就下周在空中相会喽，拜拜。